0: What is this? I'm going think going through my Marvel encyclopedia. This just isn't the forum for this. <laughs> no, I, no. I, Everyone, I this complain.
1: is an hour and three minutes and we're sitting through the whole fucking thing. Welcome to the podcast.
0: I really regret bringing this up. Mind Gap Podcast.
2: Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And joining us once again, we have ourselves a Mind Gap all-star. And what an all-star he is. What an all-star. Comedian. What? An athlete. What? And now filmmaker. What? Please welcome back Matt Baker. (laughs)
0: That's a really impressive whistle. I literally thought that was like a sound effect. <laughs> I just hit it and then it No, yeah. I literally was, I didn't even say anything for like 3 seconds cuz I was just like <laughs> very impressive I and cannot not whistle.
1: The things that you learn when you work on the uh, the the loading and unloading line of UPS. Oh yeah. You got to get the attention of someone down the down the big conveyor belt that's super loud. I always Makes prefer. sense. Hey
0: that works too. <laughs> That's what I'm I good at. try to make eye contact from a distance and put my <laughs> hand up. <laughs> like, just I just it. think raising my voice makes me really uncomfortable. Dude, sometimes. Baker's been staring at us down the <laughs> way for like an hour. He's, and he just he gave the three <laughs> fingers. He needs something. It's the German three. Yeah, little. Uh, I think no, that was the American three. This is the German three. I thought. I think it's the other way. around. Oh wait, no, you're all
2: right. You're right. Sorry. Thank you. Now that I'm right, we can continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Matt, welcome back it's so Thanks, good to Thanks. Be back, appreciate mate. being back it was It's been, been last great, time. it's been so much fun So um, do you want to go ahead and get into what we were doing in pre-roll Because you seem pretty excited about it, Justin
1: I just think it's an interesting place to start conversationally okay. Very well, let's um, start AZKZX ASM ASMR Autonomous
0: Sensory Meridian Response the uh, one
2: word that gets me on that is meridian because it seems like someone was like we need to put an M in here. That's an the M prime word. word.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's although I do appreciate ASMR. I don't think it's actually like a scientific term. I think it's kind of more of like Really? Nothing about this seems scientific to me. Shocking. No, but the 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 response is like a physiological thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This Okay, let's dive into this. How is
2: ASMR not a fetish based okay. on the video that I just heard? <clears throat> So well, I like, and I, I here's I the thing. Know, I, I get no I,
0: sexual arousal from it. Boom.
2: <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah. I mean, because I'm about 80% blood flow in my wiener right now. <laughs> but you're <Is> it scary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified. No, it's I scary. did I think, not like how much that, I like that.
0: I know like a couple people who are vaguely aware and that people always like there. I won't deny that there are videos that have sexual content or, sure. or, or there is a crossing a barrier. But like by and large, it's like. Things that whenever I see an ASMR video that is slightly sexual at all, I don't like watching it because when I get turned on, I'm not relaxing. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. And um, And besides, there's other sites that... Can get you there. It's also right Rule Thirty Five, right? Or the 34. Rule Thirty Four?
1: Rule Thirty Four. Yeah. So yeah. they make an a- ASMR video, and yeah. then someone's going to sexualize it. Of
0: course, someone it's makes porn. True. Yeah. Well, yeah. there I, is a. Sorry. Uh, no. Go ahead. I apologize. Oh no, there is a popular ASMR artist who is also a porn star. Of course. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to
1: admit. I, I to assume rather the the voice would you know lend itself and you know all yeah. the
0: jazz. But truly, don't enjoy watching those because it's just – I discovered it when – oh, like I think I was a little bit ahead of the curve because now it's getting pretty – like people – like I uh, uh, was talking to a a woman via like email about – she's an ASMRist because she's a channel with 600,000 followers. Jesus. And I'm looking for ways to market – the movie I just made wow. and I was just asking cause I like watching her videos and I was like, how much does it cost to cause she advertises stuff on her channel and to make a video to advertise in her channel costs $2,000. Wow. Good Lord. Yeah. And I was like, that was mo- the whole budget for the movie. <laughs> so like, you wow, know, man. Like, uh, so I was, you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, the free market does work sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, Anyway, well, I, yeah. I think.
2: Well, first of all, can you explain what ASMR videos are? You said what it stands
0: for, which is gobbledygook. But yeah, <laughs> uh, what, what, what is the what it's is Goblin the, language? It's go- uh, um, yeah, so it's like basically there's videos that are they're simple. They're, they there's a variety of triggers that it's basically a, a one person talking to the camera as if it's a person, and there's different <laughs> microphones that and that uh, certain quality, but they're essentially trying to. Uh, trigger relaxation using a variety of different mechanisms by essentially talking to the camera or touching objects around them. It's weird. I can never – I can't tell you it's not weird, but I can 100% say – Do you
2: have an example over there, Justin, that you can uh, – Oh, you want an actual like, – I closed it because you guys freaked out or Doug freaked
1: out about it because he you was for, getting 80%
0: blood flow. I was, I was like – it was it – was, I felt very uncomfortable real quick. Uh, but real, yeah, I, it, can, I can pull some up real But better. can you, like, recall – you might also – like, some people just don't have it. But can you recall any times – like, I remember the first time I experienced it was when I was, like, in seventh grade we had – uh, um the the principal of the school board her name was hannah Barches, i still remember and she came in and talked to our class about mesopotamia mm-hmm. and she had a really really soft voice and i was just sitting in the back of the classroom just like falling asleep because it was like very re- relaxing very and it was like tingly and it like felt really good and like um and it wasn't sexual <laughs> it was just yeah and uh yeah. And then I was like, always kind of, and that would randomly happen if you're talking to someone and they're like sharing a secret, or like you're like, you're maybe one of you're really young and one of your parents is like playing with your hair or whatever. And then like, it's soothing. Yeah, it's that soothing thing. And then like, I remember I couldn't sleep maybe when I was like 19 and I, I was trying to find like relaxation videos on uh, YouTube and I found a couple and then there was one I really liked. And then a couple years later uh, in college, I was trying to find that same one and it wasn't there, but all this ASMR kept coming up and I kept ignoring it. Cause I was like, what is this? Right. Like, and they're all like videos of people, close-up videos of their faces and a lot of times and <laughs> their heads. And it, it is uncomfortable. And at first I was like really resistant to trying to watch it. And I was like, I just might as well, you know, check it out. And then boom, like I was like, yeah, Oh, this in, is yeah. the same thing that I was feeling back when I nice. was a young kid. Yeah. And then the now thing I was looking for, I didn't know I yeah, was looking for yeah. Totally. And randomly there's, um, I'll try to watch it and it doesn't relax me, and I'm like thinking of other videos I might like, like. The whole paradox of choice, you know, when you're watching like Netflix, even you're like, sure. oh, maybe this, like, well, this other one would be better. So there are definitely nights where I'm just like, watching a variety of different videos and not really relaxing, and then I'll just shut it off. But, like, there's been total times where it's just completely just knocked me out when we went to bed. Well, Jill, Jill,
2: uh, my wife, I remember um, when we were in college, a lot of times, like, when we'd be laying in bed, like, I would just kind of, like, rub, you know, stroke her hair and stuff like that. She goes, do you want me to fall asleep? Because that's the quickest way to do that. Right. Would be doing that, and she would just pass out. Yeah. So it was just a very soothing thing for her, just, you know, that sort of stuff.
1: I think it's a weird, it, it plays against a lot of what, uh, social norms of what people find like what they want to admit are socially acceptable but I think sure. if everyone if people could take that take that barrier down I think more people than they realize would be into it I A, feel like you're ASMR. talking to me
2: Justin Doug if you would take your barrier down because my reaction take is take your you- pants off and take your barrier down alright because the second you played that, played the video, I was like,
0: ah, I don't like it. Right. But some I, people just don't like. That's yeah. what I get. Like, you can't fair. convince everyone, but uh, yeah. But I there's, think,
1: there's, I think it's a great. It, it, there's definitely something behind it. I, yeah. I I think the the theory
2: behind it is is rock solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's totally. definitely things that soothe different people. Yeah. You know. So go ahead and play. Yeah. So uh, an example.
1: This seems like uh, someone who has uh, a lot of views on her. Uh, what's t- her? What's who is it? It's uh, Ting Ting ASMR. God.
0: These are both not good examples.
1: So she is using a makeup brush, and I've actually seen a few thumbnails here.
0: Well, yeah, ASMR Darling is very popular. Who's that one? That one in the middle. This one here? Yeah.
1: All right, we'll go. She's using a brush to a makeup brush. Yeah. Oh, but there's an ad before
0: it. No, she's got a million followers. She's got a million followers. Wow. I yeah, she's like making her. a killing. <laughs> this wow. does not We're doing something. suit me. This Unforgivable. Is, <laughs> is that Nathan so Fielder? Un- <laughs> 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 Sorry,
1: this is a. This is, here we go. Hey.
3: It's me. ASMR. <laughs> Darling. Darling. <laughs> <laughs> no, do. I yeah. love it. Thank so much.
2: You feel it? Do this video. I don't like this at all. I'm like I'm so like this <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm like
1: I can dig it though. Like I can feel like the tingle I can I can dig I it.
2: I think it's the fact that she's whispering. It's really well, She is a hilarious I like, yeah, she's
1: not gonna come out going, Hey ASMRs! No, no,
2: but I mean yeah, there's something. ASMR, you say, there's something you now. say <laughs> to a soothing voice.
0: Yeah. It's like hi guys. Well, hi, AS- ASMRs. I agree. Welcome like, back. That's why I don't, I don't really like whispering that much. I like soft, more soft spoken stuff. Yeah. yeah. But she has a really funny – not funny, but it's like – she has a whole video called, like, What Do My Family and Friends Think of ASMR? And basically <laughs> she had a private channel that was doing really well, and she was keeping from all her friends. Yeah. And she was in high school when she was doing it, and then they all found out. And, like, everyone was, like, making fun of this girl being like, why are you whispering? <laughs> and it was like – like, basically got ridiculed in her high school, and then she, like – did it was like really upset about it for a while, but then slowly started getting back into it. And now she's got like, I think, the most followers in the world. Well, Jesus Christ,
1: there. this video alone, which is an hour, mind you. Oh my god, has 10 million views against it. Jesus Christ, 10 actually, 10 and a half million views. So, and she ran an ad in front of that. So, all the people that she went to high school with, go fuck
2: yourself.
0: Yeah, she does <laughs> like not have an- to. She's making yeah. it, man. That's She's it. made it. Like, yeah. That's <laughs>
3: awesome. That's fucking awesome.
2: I'm not gonna lie. Part of me was hoping that when you go, all right, here you go, and you press play, it would just be like really loud hardcore fucking. Well, just oh like, yeah, that would. <laughs> really, like, like, I'm, this not, isn't, I'm this not gonna isn't soothing at all. <laughs> I was <laughs> in
0: a, an improv scene yesterday. In a class. I was I was on the sidelines, and uh-huh. it was like a couple watching like animals have a classic kind on of improv scene where like couples. They're like, "Oh, what's this?" And it's like. Uh, an animal fucking sort of thing and one girl in on the sideline started doing noises and then <laughs> and, but it was really funny and then and then there was like a lull and I just went I'm coming <laughs> like, and it wasn't even an animal. it was just like really, it was, it was really voice. funny but it wasn't <laughs> like, it just random yeah was just like, I'm coming
1: I'm
3: coming <laughs>
2: oh my god
1: so we are officially launching our own ASMR channel. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> Mind Gap ASMR. Mind Gap it ASMR. It always ends with, I'm coming. Exactly, yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: are you guys done? Because I'm done. Because, are you guys finished? Because I'm coming. Just break him out of the moment. I, I want to uh, I want to explore
1: this more with Doug. I feel like I really want to. I want Here's to, the thing. I
2: want to take you to a point where either you submit to it or you're like so uncomfortable you crack. Here's the thing. I will totally do that because I feel like I have a sultry voice and I feel like I could be smooth.
0: Yeah, you, you should make a ahead. video for Jill for her birthday. Yeah. There you go. See, we'll record yeah. it for
2: you, man. That's it. I think she'd rather go see Avengers: Infinity War. Than no, you don't and know, that's it. part one. It's <laughs> <like> <laughs> That's the appetizer. Yeah, the yeah, main course exactly. is me going.
0: Hi. Yeah. Let's break down this movie. You could do. You could bring the baby too. There we in go. <laughs> dis- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All that's gonna go everywhere. Yeah. Over well.
2: <laughs> so, Jill, why do you think Thanos didn't bring his armor with him when he came to Earth? To attack New York City. See, I got it,
1: guys. You got it. Doug's a pro. I am down. He's a yeah. pro now. You had mentioned, uh, as we were talking about this, uh, a little movie that you made.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that. Awesome. Where would you like to begin? What is the name of the movie? The movie is called Ghosted. Give us, a,
1: give us the the elevator pitch. The, the quick elevator synopsis. pitch.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris and Sarah went on two lovely dates. So why is not she text him back? Boom. Ghosted. Ghosted. Yeah.
1: Ghosted. yeah. Uh, Got a chance to watch it. It's fucking great, man. Oh, really? It's really good, I yeah. Thought,
0: yeah, I thought you didn't, just based on that interchange just now. You asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was I'm like, helping for the, uh, no, the audience, no! I yeah. was, I'm so gullible. I was <laughs> like, oh, you didn't watch it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going uh, a great conversation. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm really proud of it. I think it came out great. Yeah, dude, absolutely. What was it like making a movie? Oh, wow. It was a lot of emotions. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, where does, it was really really rewarding just by and large because that's something i've wanted to do since i was like really young and um it kind of is something that just feels like really unattainable a lot of the time and then it's like i just had this realization like have like we're just like it's the medium for like you can do that kind of stuff like you know like like there's so many ways to produce content now it's harder than ever to maybe get paid or like to you know make a whisper video maybe get a million videos a million views but like no you know what i mean and there's like there's equipment out there and there's i'm connected to a lot of talented people like yeah. in the city who are interested in doing that kind of stuff and it's always been a dream of mine since i was like really really young to to make movies so then i would kind of in embarked on the journey i wrote a script that i really liked and then um just was like putting all the pieces together and then as it started getting momentum i was like i actually think this is going to be pretty cool like you know like i think this is i was chalking it up initially to like learning you know i'd rather yeah. instead of i did minor in film in college but i was to- toying around with going to film school and i'm like i no, know like i should just do it my that's my should be my learning experience my mm-hmm. like education just doing it yeah. doing the work of it and then partway through i'm like i i think the end product is going to be cool though like you know
1: was there a point in in it that you let you saw the turn where you're just like wait a second yeah. this has
0: legs yeah uh there was so, like, the, my friend Matt Patton, who plays the character of Adam, mm-hmm. he's a really funny guy. He said he was – he I cast him in the movie, and then he lost his job, and then he was, like, applying to jobs casually in New York. Excuse me. I'm about to burp. I can feel it. Let it out. There it yeah. is. Excuse me. Mediterranean food. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Mind gap. ASMR. <laughs> Um, so he said he was moving in the beginning of January and then I was like, okay, well we'll film all your stuff next week. It was like, kind of like, Oh my God, we have to get the ball. If we want to do this, it's, it's gotta be now.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so the first scene we did was the racquetball scene yeah. and then the second scene we did was the party scene and okay. the party scene was like really difficult to film and it was like a really long night and I was kind of like, Ugh, like this, I don't know, like, you know, <laughs> and, and part of, that's like one of the last scenes in the movie and. So much like I, I think if I do another when I do another film, it I'll if I can I'll shoot it chronologically because you discover so much stuff every day that you want to add to the script oh, and yeah, the story yeah. and everything. Um, and then so the first two, sh- the racquetball was very good. I I loved that scene and in the day I was like pretty optimistic about it and then but the party scene kind of like curbed my enthusiasm if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little more hesitant, but then in the morning we woke up and we did the boys brunch scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. where we find out a major plot point of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And like that scene, that day was so fun. Yeah. Like we were goofing around and coming up with different stuff. And yeah. then I felt like really in a groove as like a director being like, Oh, that was funny. Try this now. And like, um, and then I, that was a day I felt like my acting, like I was having fun and I was free with it. And like then from then on out, I was like, okay, I think this is going to be uh this is going to be exciting to film and be enjoyable. And then I started piecing it together. Um, and then I put the date scene together. This is the first scene. Yeah. And I ran through that a couple of times and watched it. And I was like, I actually think, like, this is coming together well. Like, this looks like a real date. This feels like a real date. Yeah. Like, I think um, as a viewer, I'm behind, you know, what's going on. So then that was another reassuring thing.
1: What was – because there, there's so many, like, points and questions I have for you as <laughs> as going through this, uh, you know, as, as a, as a uh, filmmaker and, and, and video person myself, like um, – Oh man, I don't even know where to begin. Doug, you ask a question because I got to get my thoughts straight. There's, I... Uh,
2: I I was pleased to see a lot of people that I know. Yeah, who do in you the know? The movie uh, Emily. Emily, uh, yeah, she's great. She is uh, absolutely lovely. And Justin, I don't remember. Know if you remember Emily? Oh. because uh, Chris made a, made Sam play a joke on her, which was she met Sam, and Sam just went through the whole night with a British accent. Yes. And Absolutely. He just was like, "Hello, my name's Sam, and I'm Sam. Who? Same Sam Cook. He was I don't know so familiar. If- but his
1: his accent was way better than that. Yeah, it <laughs> was. Oh, yeah. Nah, I mean, I think that was pretty funny. <laughs> my name's about. Nigel. I'm from the UK. <laughs> Nigel
2: Farage, and I'm just visiting for the weekend. <laughs> you know, and he just did it for a long time. They finally he broke, and she's like, she turned to Volucci because Vel- apparently Volucci does this all the time. To her and she's like, God damn it, I believed you again. <laughs> um but you know, and I, I've seen her around like uh here and there and she I loved
0: her scenes. Yeah, she's I thought great.
2: She was so much fun. She and is and really she looked fun like she it. was
0: having an absolute blast yeah, in those scenes. Well, it's interesting about that too, because Emily's like one of my closest friends uh-huh. and how she's actually, when Patton moved, we she improvised with me and Mike DeBicro now and MM&M. Oh, nice. So it's M, like E-M at the end of it. Yeah. Now. Oh, nice. And, yeah, she is hysterical. And I wrote, the, her part was kind of based on another friend I have who just, like, really, I get, I go to talk to her to get knocked down a peg. Like, she never, <laughs> I've never, like, the other day we were G-chatting and she said how she was, like, Oh, I sent her a piece of art I did for Ghosted that I'm like might make like a laptop sticker. Yeah. And I was like, hey, because I know she'll give me criticism. And she was like, I feel like you just want to compliment. I'm like, You're not the person I come to for compliments. (laughs) I come to you for constructive criticism. You know, I mean, maybe in the past I have, but I've historically learned that you will not compliment me no matter what I do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So if I want real talk, I come Uh, to you. Anyway, so I I wrote it and I sent it to Emily, and Emily was like, Oh my god, do you think I treat you like this? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Absolutely not. I just think you would play it well. And Mm. then um, and then when we were on scene doing it, it was I could tell she was having fun. So that was Yeah, great.
2: she seemed like she was really enjoying that role. Yeah. I also saw Jesse Kendall in there. Oh, yeah. Jamie Bliss. Jamie. Um, yeah. I've, a, I'm like, ah, I know those people. That's yeah.
0: cool. No, yeah, Jesse's really, really funny. He didn't oh. like he wasn't in really the main cast, but uh, yeah. when we had him on, he does have a line, mm-hmm. and he was like very, you know, he's a phenomenal improviser. So like he oh, was just doing it, stuff. Jesse's one of my favorite people. We had him on
2: the podcast yeah. a while ago, and he... Our intro was him and I just improvising and it was one of the best goddamn things. Yeah. Ever just no, he's, he's great. so playful. Yeah. Totally. He's
0: very very playful and just commits to all his yeah. bits if you would know. I love watching him too. Yeah. It was good stuff.
1: The scene that you guys shot the date scene. Yes. Um So with with that did, did you guys get permits for all the locations cuz you guys had a a, uh, a fair amount of locations yeah, in Yeah. Uh no.
0: Okay. Um, well, some of them we do. Like That one was, I think, the, the best story behind that for doing it at Guthrie's. Yeah. Um, so, when I envisioned it and I wrote it, I was like, this has to be at Guthrie's. Yeah. Like, have either That's a you, great, I love that. But yeah, yeah. I used to live a few blocks It's from a there. date bar, like yeah. 100% it's people on dates yeah. there. And um, I uh, really wanted to shoot there, and I was putting aside money for the budget. I'm like, okay, we'll, I'll rent this place for 12 hours and we'll do it, Like yeah. you know? And then I go there, and I'm like, who can I talk to about renting out this this bar? And they're like, oh, you'd have to talk to Mark. He's the owner. He's not in today. And I go, when's he get in? They go, he's on in on Mondays. And this was like on a Tuesday. I was like, okay, I'll come next week. So I come on Monday. He's not there. <laughs> and then they say the same thing. Oh, he's not here this week. He'll be here next Monday. Come on Monday, not there. And I'm like, at the oh, end, fine. I'm like talking to actors, being like, like n- with an unsecure location. You know, it's yeah. just not a great sign. And then I go the last Monday, basically the last day. I'm like, you know, fuck it. If this person isn't there, I'm gonna have to look elsewhere. And then he's there, and he's just like. Like, I go up and talk to him, and I explain who I am and what I want to do, and he just right away is like, Meh, like, we're not gonna, you know, we don't really do that kind of stuff. He said, like, very, and then he was, like, apologetic, but he's like, yeah, it's not that, like, listen, like, you could pay me for the overhead for the night and rent the bar out, but, like... <laughs> you know, that people will show up still and then we'll be closed and then that will spread like being like the bar is closed right. and the Uh-oh. bar can never close. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like, I would agree and disagree with that. I was that. like, that's an interesting. His thickness. whole thing was, yeah, it wasn't about money. It's about reputation like that. Yeah. they People will come. If people come to this bar, they have a crowd on Mondays <laughs> Yeah. that, um, you know, or like days of the week. They're yeah. a pretty busy bar. Yeah. And then like, you know, the, he was more worried about that. And I just I get it. And then my friend Matt Mahaffey, who was the director of photography, he was there with me, and he said he, he said it was like, "Have you seen old school?" Yeah, yeah. You know when Will Ferrell like snaps during the debate? And yeah. He's like, "We need more research for a scientist." Whatever. <laughs> 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 he said it was like that because I just was like, "Listen, I really, really want to make this movie at this bar. I really <laughs> like this bar. I think it's it's my favorite bar. Every time, like, uh, it's the best date bar. Everyone loves this bar. I want it for this movie. I will do anything to make it work." I will use any hours you want. I will come in when the shift's over. I will pay you like whatever. Yeah. Um. I I'm just gonna leave you my name and number and my email and call me if you want. And then I just shook his hand and left. And like two <laughs> days later, he called me. He was like, "Yeah, man, you can like film here. You don't have to, you don't have to pay me." <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm, "And he was like, Yeah, you know, you seem like you know what you're doing. Like you know That's, have to that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And <laughs> then he uh and then we filmed there three nights while people were there. That is awesome. Nice. But it was cool too because then people were excited about it. People were like, "Oh my god, they're filming a." Movie movie here like you know what absolutely. i mean absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah see that yeah. was
2: the thing where i thought i disagree with him because like people are like oh
0: people are filming a movie at guthrie's like that yeah. right exactly. notoriety <clears throat> yeah and i think it all went really smoothly with the exception of um when i'm walking in with the beer and i say all right all right i've got two points of me like i had to take a bunch and the people next at the table, I could tell we were annoying the shit out of them because it was just me doing a, like a British accent, yeah, yeah. and I was like doing different takes, like to the spoils, like victory <laughs> goes to the spoils, and like doing weird shit. And then I bought them a round of beers, and they were cool. But like, oh, that was nice. but I was the one time I was like, I am. I feel terrible because
3: <laughs> it's the
0: things you know, movie Matt, you don't realize how much it takes oh, yeah. you to get and stuff. So it's like, yeah, there was that time where I kept walking in and out of that <clears> space <throat> doing a goddamn British accent that I could <laughs> tell I was really getting on some people's But <laughs> <spirits. laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
1: <clears throat> no, because that, that was a, it. Was a great scene, and the the chemistry between you and the lead actress was fantastic. Yeah, like I did as a, as you said, like as an audience member, I bought I I bought it. I was like, yeah, thanks. This is this is a first date yeah. or a second date or whatever. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, I really appreciate that. That was something that I also didn't. Those funny thing about the two. So Casey is a superbly talented yeah. good friend. She's thirty three, okay. and I'm twenty five. And she always talks about like we kind of have like like we'll talk about like we have chemistry. You know what I mean? And she'll yeah, be like, yeah. oh well, like I she. On her dating apps, her the lowest age she has is like 28 and I'm 25 mm-hmm. and I, neither of us drink really. I okay. very seldomly drink and neither should she. So we're two people who couldn't match on a dating app because we're not in each other's age range and we're pretending to drink non-alcoholic, we're <laughs> drinking non-alcoholic beer right. and I don't know, I did not know her that well yet. Okay. I ended uh-huh. up knowing her really, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty close friends now and yeah, hang out a yeah. bunch and we're collaborating on a script for next fall. Awesome. Um, but at the time, you know, I was like, I don't know, if, is this gonna play? You know what I mean? Because yeah, she was closer with my friend, Mike Tabicro, who plays Oliver, and he was like, oh, I could see Casey doing this really well. And I was like, oh yeah, and I had read for it, and I liked it, but there was still, we didn't have that rapport yet, you know? And then um, <coughs> to like be romantic, and to like flirt, and sure. whatever, it's like, you know, asking a lot of trust from someone, and I, like, I was earning it as we were going, you yeah. know what I mean? But then I was like, after a little bit, I was like, okay, I think there's something here, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And then it's funny because so many people have told me that, like, oh, you and that girl need to date now. Like, you know, like, so many relatives. <laughs> They've and invested like whatever. themselves in that relationship. Yeah. and then- It's like so
2: many movies people are like, oh, I bet they, you know, in real life, you know. Yeah. They're like, no, these people fucking hate each other. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, was it Rachel McAdams and uh, What's-His-Nuts from uh, the... Uh, the Notebook rang Notebook, lane? Yeah. Oh yeah, like, I heard that they too. They fucking hated each other. I didn't know that. By actually. the end of it, they could not stand each other.
0: Really? But by I, God, they sold it. <laughs> you know what's cr- I heard that uh the director of Black Swan was like pitting Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman against each other Really? For, yeah, for probably, like uh, yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah, no, for Do you
2: have any stories like that from your directing experience? Uh no.
0: <laughs> I def I had one major fail. I remember Patton was, had to laugh. Mike has a like Oliver's character. He has to laugh. Is um, he
1: the CPA or is he the – Adam –
0: sorry, I clearly messed this up. Adam, Matt Patton, he's the CPA. Okay, got it. Mike DeBicro plays Oliver who is um, – Who's in love. Yeah. With the homeless guy. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, he – so Mike DeBicro has a line and Patton needs to laugh. Uh-huh. So it's a close-up of Patton trying to get laugh. And this is the first day of shooting. And I go up to him and just start saying be, like, belligerent gibberish to get him to laugh. You know what I mean? And it did the, he was like, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I was literally like, oh, like, and he was just like, What What do you want? I'm so, he literally was like, I'm so uncomfortable. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make you laugh. And then my flustering ironically made him laugh because I was like, trying, you know what I mean? It was just. It's funny how that worked, but yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What's what's the biggest
2: uh, takeaway you got from being a director as well as an actor oh, on this project? Oh, uh, that
0: I'm an idiot. Like, uh, <laughs> sincerely, as an actor, like, I, I, I really do enjoy acting, but there are so many things that I had to because I edited it too, so I had to watch myself. And I was like, so many times my watch dragged around on the table, or like, <laughs> I had filler words like like, or um, or like different stuff, or like looking weird ways, or like doing small continuity things. And yeah. it was a great thing to look at myself on screen for that long to be like, okay, these are bad habits that you need to iron out. Cause if you ever get hired by somebody else, they're going to get very frustrated. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely a takeaway. That's um, interesting. Another takeaway for sure was to like trust uh, people. Like, I know that's a weird thing to say, but like, uh, like I cast all really talented people. And then some, there were times where I had died cause I'm kind of a nut where I, I, I think first and foremost, I'm a writer and then I like have all these characters and they're kind of talking in my head and then I really wanted dialogue to be said a specific way and then people weren't doing that. And I was kind of like, there's nothing I can say. A couple of times I tried to like say to them what I envisioned or heard in my head and just never quite translated right. and their instincts were telling them to do something different. So then I let just threw out my ego and let them do their thing. And then I was looking at it later and I'm like, yeah, they're, they were right. Like, yeah, yeah. like that's great, the
1: hardest part though is, yeah.
2: what a great, what a great thing to do! Yeah, to let people run for it because I, I think trusting in them, you're going to get something you didn't expect. Totally. Okay. Well, there there was a web series that we did a couple of years back that.
1: Oh yeah. Was it was a, a web series where, where our buddy Drew had written <clears throat> written five episodes or six episodes for it, and one of the characters we had very clearly what we thought how we thought she was going to play it, and this is how the main male lead and the main female lead are going to play off each other, and. We had people come in and read for it, and we had about eight girls, women come in and read for it, and seven of the eight read it exactly how we thought it was. We're like, great, this is great, and then that one came in, and she had a completely different take, and she walked out, and we're like, that wasn't what we thought at all. I really liked it. Like we yeah. ended like, up I, hiring her for the role because yeah. we are like, fuck, we didn't even think of putting that. You're spin like, on this her. is
0: way better yeah. than what we thought it would be. Yeah. And if you don't um, open your mind up to that. Apparently uh, Jane Lynch does that. Like, like I was oh, really yeah? listening to different comedy podcasts and stuff. And sure. apparently like, she'll like go in and always does a weirdly different take. And I, lo- I think she's phenomenal. Yeah. And, um, People are always like then end up like I know when she was in 40 Year Old Virgin, mm-hmm. like her character, like it was not like that at all in the script. <laughs> really, And then she was like they took stuff from her audition and added it to the script. That's amazing. That's yeah.
1: Really. You got to be such a strong. Oh, yeah. Confident well, strong performer to, to pull that off.
2: Uh, the Graduate was the same way with Dustin Hoffman. OK. His character was supposed to be tall, athletic, built, blonde. <clears> and he came in like stumbling and stuttering intentionally as part of his character. And they're like, holy shit. This is who this character should be. Right? Yeah. Like it shouldn't be someone who's confident and whatever who gets seduced. It should be someone who's insecure who gets yeah. seduced by this older woman and yeah. they're like that's what we want. It's I love hearing
0: stuff like that where people yeah. like take an idea and they're like this is what I want to do. Totally. And that's like a real creative collaboration I feel like, you know, cuz you have to like there's a whole like what we're doing is art and if you're too like lofty with that I hate I get really annoyed when people are like what I'm doing is art. But you like, which, which I literally just said something. Yeah. Which, but, um, but, <laughs> but you didn't say it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I see that a lot and I'm like, I, it always turns me off. But then you have to remember that because it's like, what actors do is an art and there's something to it you can't articulate uh-huh. and you just know it when you see it and you can feel it in your heart and in your loins and in your bones. <laughs> That, like, but when you, you know what I mean? And there were a couple of times where I was like, as a writer in me, I'm like, I did, like, you know, I was like, I thought it was this way. And then seeing it and, like, no, this person's an actor. Like, Casey, for example, is a phenomenal actor. Like, she brought so much to it that I didn't anticipate. And I was like, this is, like, I think some of this is, like, very moving. So. Yeah.
1: Well, there was, yeah, and I think that was the part, one of the other things about the film that I I didn't. It, it rode such a, a fine line between comedy and touching. Like, there were moments where there would be like some very serious moments and I would, f- and then something funny would happen. I'm like, Oh, that's right. I can laugh at this. And then <laughs> it would be like some funny stuff. And then a serious moment would happen. I'm like, Oh wait, I'm sad now. Like it, it really did like pull you from side to side. And like, oh, it really thanks. kept you like emotionally, uh, it just emotionally in motion, if you will, which I, you don't usually when I'm watching something, it's and even with, and I don't know if it's a mainstream thing or not, but I tend to, you you tend to feel at least me, I tend to feel one way most of the time. like, yeah, in like a in a comedy like I I watched uh it wasn't on TBS, don't worry. Thank God. I w- <laughs> he hates when I watch stuff on TBS. Um <laughs> why he does.
0: Characters Welcome.
2: Ugh.
1: Ah, see?
2: <laughs> Wait, isn't that that's a different network? That's USA. Well, oh yeah. So they're like matter. the same network. <laughs> <to> like, me. <laughs>
0: right. Wait, oh, <is> TBS <laughs> now that's funny. What's their slogan? Their their slogan is uh Something we, like we got funny. the reruns, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called.
2: Ah, uh,
1: yeah. They, they do un- have Conan though.
2: On original programming. So
1: I was watching <laughs> I was watching a a Will Ferrell movie and there's always you can in those types of movies there's always that one point where you're like great this is where it gets like you know quote unquote serious or sad and then it comes right back out of it but r- rarely do you actually get pulled so drastically in two directions usually it's just a laugh a laugh a minute comedy ride or it's a heartfelt thing it, you don't see often movies that will pull you
2: uh Into both sides. I find it weird that you just said a Will Ferrell movie, but you didn't tell us which one.
1: Oh, I'm not going to tell you.
2: (laughs) I bet it was Blades of Glory. It was that one
1: I did watch on TBS Ah, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, What is your obsession with
0: TBS? It's just they play movies, man. You know what else plays movies? Netflix. I, I'm leaning more. T- I kind of like TBS too. Oh. I don't have networked. T- I haven't had a. I haven't had cable in years and years now. I just have Netflix and HBO Go and stuff on my Apple TV. Then why do you but, watch TBS? But I did when I was growing up, and I, you know, they do have some decent reruns of movies. Like what? Uh, like Blades Blades of glory. Of glory, you um, can find that on
2: all these and other platforms. I also,
0: this is kind of embarrassing. I have a soft spot for King of Queens because okay. because I think Jerry Stiller is hilarious and his portrayal of Arthur. And that was on every day when I come home from school. See, that's fine. That's yeah. totally cool.
2: I get that. But when like to watch a movie on something like USA, TNT, TBS. It's infuriating to me yeah. now. Well,
1: here's the other thing: I I will typically I'll have something like I'm watching in the morning, and then I'll just leave it on, sure. or I'll flip through and I'll have something playing in the background. If I put a movie on, like if I'm going to take the time to search for a movie on Netflix, I'm sitting down and watching it. See, like yeah. I don't just have Netflix on in the back; I have the TV on in the background when I'm putzing around and doing other stuff. Yeah, see, so that's why I have. That's why I watch
2: so much. I'll go to watch it again on Netflix and find a movie that I've seen that I love, that I've seen a million times. Throw that on and go do stuff. Sure, like Hunt for the Red October. That's a classic one. That's yeah. a. I'm gonna it's get a very shit light, casual. I'm gonna get. A, I'm, I'm gonna get shit done today with that playing in the background. Interesting. That's Doug playing video games. That's Doug doing like getting down and dirty. It's like Hunt see, for the Red October. For
1: me, the commercials. Ugh. Prevent me from from sitting like if it, if I don't have commercials, it doesn't matter if I've seen it a hundred times or if it's the first time. I will sit down and watch the whole thing start to finish. Commercials force me to not because it pisses me off. So when you so say, I'm walking around.
2: So we say you watched it. You weren't sitting down watching it. You were doing there. Are other times things. when I will sit down and watch sure. it for like a, like a fifteen minute period. But not the not in its entirety. Not
1: like from from opening credits to ending credits.
2: No. Then you are forgiven. Ah, okay. Because my we say I watched it, I at you sitting down going great. Blades of Glory I'm like, I'm digging yeah. in for the next like three Thursday. hours. I
0: really hope TBS buys the rights to ASMR. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because it'll be like...
2: And then, as we turn the next page... Oh, this tonight on Conan! Check it
0: out! It doesn't interrupt with all these fucking commercials. That is what's really disconcerting sometimes <laughs> about watching ASMR, is like there'll be an ad in the middle of it, and you have oh, the volume God. up really high, right. and then it's... Yeah, it's very... It's like... Game over, man. Relaxing. It's game over. over. Oh, that's, yeah.
2: I can't stand... Speaking of art, yeah, like it's meant to be consumed. I feel like such a fucking asshole. That's I cool. had this moment the other day. Justin and I were were chatting, <laughs> and I, I as soon as I typed something to him, because what it was was I go, hey, uh, make sure to check out Matt's movie, nice before we do this, and we I, he goes, yeah, I'll check it out. It's a short, right? I go. Well, technically, it's not a short. And as soon as I said that, I'm like, I fucking hate myself. First thing, because I, I started to go into the yeah. voice where technically, it's not a yeah. short. because bleh. I'm like, as soon as I wrote that, I. You, Justin's response was, I'm going to shove a hot hanger up your ass. <laughs> like, That's because he, he responded the same way, because I was like, as soon as I typed it, I was like, God, Doug. Nobody cares! Like, that was my response to myself. It's like, but it did send us down a rabbit
1: hole of figuring out, like, what all the different times equate to per the, like, the sag. And yeah.
0: It's interesting because uh, one of the the big things I took away, too, is that I made a weirdly length piece. Uh, uh, um, but it's actually uh, what at first was something I was nervous about. I've been applying to film festivals, and by and large, most film festivals say a feature film is something more than uh, 45 minutes. Okay. And the fact that I have a short feature film, A, I get to say I made a feature film. There you go. Right, uh, it's easier to get into film festivals because everyone's making these long pieces, and then it's like, oh, this is a quick, you know, this is a quicker one. So right. it's, it's easier to, like, fit into a time slot, I've I've heard. So you um, come
1: in over the requirement, but not too far to where it's, like, an investment for like people can yeah. see it and really enjoy it and they can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think my, I really like what I made, but I think it's, it I could see, you know, you have to have a really compelling story and movie to show like for an hour and a half to two hours at a film festival. Sure, I think yeah. you can have a, a less quality movie that takes up a little bit less than an hour. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, at least logically that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: yeah. and your on your first, first run out at this. Like I was, that was the thing I kept telling my wife was I was like, this is, I was like, this is first, this first, you know, this, this is for a swing at this like this is fantastic like <laughs> for for a first time out is like because you you think if when I we've made you know little sketches little like short short shorts the the first one that we do that's probably over a half hour is gonna be I feel like I'm like that's gonna be oh boy yeah and I can't even imagine going for a full hour before yeah. even trying to to do something you know mid-range and so yeah like what what made you want to to aim for that Was it how the script came out oh, or? It was just
0: kind of where the story was Like I felt like um, You know Like I was just writing it And that's where I felt like the story ended And I didn't think it like started Or like there was Some people were Like oh why didn't you open it up more Like and have it be like longer And I was yeah. like I don't think there was much left at that So like you know I think that's kind of just That's the length of Good for you Yeah <laughs>
2: Do what makes sense to you Story yeah.
0: wise Don't be an asshole right. Totally um, I was like Cause the whole time I was worried, I, I think it, it came out well, but I was worried that people like wouldn't care about a text message by after the end of an hour, you know? Mm, yeah. So then I was cognizant of that the whole time where I was like, in my head, I'm like, we got to trim some of this. We got to trim some, like cause this doesn't make sense. But then other times I'm like, I can't really trim this because it, it, there's little bits of information that leapfrog us to the next scene or punctuate something. Right, and right. then um, by the end of it, I was like, you know what? this, I think this is interesting enough to watch for this amount of time. I don't think it it needs to be any longer, and I don't think it needs to be any shorter. This is the length of this particular story. Yeah, mm-hmm. you found that sweet spot for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's really. I I, I love how it. And we're obviously not going to say how it ended, but I love, I love, I love, I love how it ended. Like yeah, I was, I was fully expecting to find out. Yeah, and I was like, as soon as it went to black, I'm like. <gasps> Thank god. He didn't spoon feed us. Like it was it was perfect. Yeah, yeah
2: like this hinting that the the space vampires, you know, were were here right. was was just enough for me. And like,
1: carrying the virus. Right? Right. Yeah. You know, it's solving Definitely. the
2: age-old question, can vampires get cancer? They can.
0: Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but they can nice. o- but they can only get cancer of the blood. Right. Exactly. Well, we yeah. find that
1: out in Ghosted Part 2. Yeah. yeah. Ghosted Actually, Part
0: 2. I have a really funny idea for a sequel. Um, I think it's so funny. So, like, I'm going to bill it, right, as, like, this big project. It's like, oh, my God, Ghosted was so great. I was able to get funding for, like, a a massive – feature length, like like and I'm gonna like really blow it out and then it's gonna be a two minute video of me and Casey on a pottery wheel <laughs> 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 like super low
2: phone quality, like ghost of us spinning on a pottery wheel oh my god that's so amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> love nothing it nothing would
1: make me happier that would be so fucking good I uh, thought of that the other day
0: and could not stop laughing and I was like I need to once I finish everything I'm gonna die like that's like a Deadpool
2: down. sort of like promotion for like Absolutely a sequel yeah. guys are you ready for ghosted here's a quick <laughs> Here's a yeah. quick snippet of Ghosted 2. You two at the pottery wheel <laughs> with that song playing. It's like, stay tuned. Oh, I fucking love yeah. it. <laughs> Check us out in 2020. Where, for did, the next
1: week. where did you come up with the idea for the uh, for the, the whole premise? Yeah,
0: Uh, yeah. so I was just like, I was thinking about trying to do a stand-up bit about it. Uh, Because I was like, you know, whenever someone doesn't respond to a text, it can be a friend. It doesn't necessarily need to be anything romantic my first instinct is always to worry and they're always fine. Right. Like, you know what I mean? No right. one is ever dead yeah. and we spoil That's fine. Um, but like, <laughs> spoiler guys. Uh, but no, that's, you know, the question, like, um, no one's uh, usually by and large, uh, one time, the one time something like this had happened was, uh, I asked out a girl. Um, I just sent her a text and we had, I got her number and I asked her out. She was a friend and I was like nervous about it. So I plugged my phone in and I left for like the day essentially. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't want to be checking my phone the whole day. And I come back like two hours later and I had this long text from my dad saying my cousin fell off a roof at a party and broke oh, a bunch of vertebrae. Shit. <laughs> I was just shit. Like, oh my Jesus God. Christ. Yeah. And then she responded hours later and said, no, but, um, ah! <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, Long story short. But, yeah, so then I was like, that is interesting. That's funny to me. I couldn't quite articulate a stand-up bit. I'm like, I think there's, like, a story there. And then um, I uh, just started writing with people's voices in my head of who I'd want to be in it because, you know, doing improv with uh, Matt and Mike and then hanging out with Emily a lot and a couple other things. And then it started coming together. And then, yeah, so that was kind of always was going to be the premise of, you know, a literal ghosting. And then I was always – you know, some people were like, is she going to be a ghost? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, no, I'd rather have it be a little ambiguous, but right. more like a ghost in the sense she's like an echo or a memory. And <clears> that kind of <throat> comes out in like the little uh, daydream sequence. Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah.
1: I fucking loved it. Yeah. And the daydream sequence I thought was really, really well done, too. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the color grading on that. I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, yeah, totally. That, yeah,
0: that's actually a lot from the movie Tron. <laughs> yeah, I, is it really yeah i've messed with it you know to yeah like, yeah whatever but um yeah so me and matt mahaffey did all the coloring together yeah. but that was one from yeah the movie tron that's and then, so fun yeah, dude. and someone was like ah, i can't believe the lake looks like that i'm like the lake does not look like that <laughs> <laughs> it literally looks like sweet nectar like you know right but yeah the one thing too about that as well that was a, a frustrating day because uh now fr- that was a really great day but um one thing that was kind of embarrassing we're me and casey are dancing I'm wearing a suit she's wearing, a like, a nice dress that she wore to her brother's wedding. Right, right, right. And the two of us are dancing, and Matt is filming us. And there is a black family off to the right just staring at us. Uh-huh. And the whole time I'm like, I'm letting down my race. I'm letting down my race. Ah! <laughs> They're going to think this is what white people do, is that they put on fancy outfits and dance around at the pier. And I was like... And then people were like, they probably just think you're filming an engagement video. I'm like, but we're not. But like, oh, and then I was like, and I literally was like, like free, like locking up. I felt very self-conscious. And then, and then Casey was like being funny and was like, like the whole time you, there's no sound, there's music. So there's no sound the whole time. She's like, it's okay. Like, it's, you know what I mean? And like making me laugh. Yeah. yeah. Eventually I freed my, and then. Once I started being goofy and silly and like doing the robot and like different dances there, I was like, okay, I'm good. And then you see the turn those people and be like, I love La
3: La Land. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's my favorite movie. Yeah.
2: And Newsies, I love it.
0: You know. Yeah. Um. So then that was <laughs> well, Matt loves Newsies. <laughs> I didn't get the reference to be honest. That's cool. It's the only musical that I even give a shit about. Okay, I know no, what Newsie a- is. It's people say X
2: tree right? Yeah. It's it's a m- music about the turn of the century kids who, uh, you know, basically want to start a. Youth- Union against uh, the Polish. Pol- I don't know who the fuck it is. Whatever. One of the, the Polish. I was it Pulitzer. I don't know. It's one of Pulitzer? the news barons of the time, and the press. You know, It's, it's the these kids who start
1: a union against the Polish. Against the Polish, because
2: fuck those guys, right? <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. so anyway, anyway, <laughs> check uh, so it out. The, it's worth it. Yeah,
1: but I, that was yeah. I was going to ask how like was that awkward because anytime you see those those uh, montage sequences, yeah, you always got to think strip away what you're seeing and think about and again this could be from the yeah. editor side of me where i'm like <laughs> knowing what goes into getting yeah. a scene like that and it's got to, it had to have been so weird to it was to make but, it look so natural Well, here's yeah. the
0: thing it was never weird between me and casey like it was yeah, you know yeah. what i mean but it was weird in general and then because we had two two or a couple of moments too then like because i every time we had actors on set like i didn't I didn't pay them, but I would always buy them food. Sure. Like, um, so me and Casey and Matt, we went to Jimmy John's beforehand and she was, and we were in Casey's neighborhood. She was like, I feel like I'm going to run into someone and I'm wearing this dress. Like, you know what I mean? she was, I could tell she was a little self-conscious, but then I was too, because I was wearing this suit and then uh, we're in the car and then we get there. And the first part of the daydream sequence is like, cause it's, it's kind of focused on the kiss that I never got. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, we should have mm-hmm. kissed that night and then we didn't. So I have some regret that. And then, so it's like me chasing after her and then I catch her and then I'm like going to kiss her and she stops me cause she wants to bring me to the spot. Like, that was, like, the the intention of the, like, she's bringing me to this really cool spot you know, by the lake. Right. And, but then when we are filming the first part, it literally looked like we were doing a PSA on consent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like
3: So there if was. Yeah, she stops, yeah, she
0: stops it. me and is like, <laughs> no, like, I am yet to let you right. like you know what i mean and then I, that was just like <laughs> another layer where i was like this and then i said that to her and she laughed really hard and then we were like there were small things that broke the tension but yeah that was a thing that i think you yeah. know had i had a budget been able to like zone off a space there would be none of that but like yeah. this was like guerrilla style filming you had on, a, back you know, bar on steal the spots yeah. yeah there's a there's a clip that the i did end up using but it's like one of the times the two of us are kissing and a guy is running with his baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I cut it right before them. but he has his head down, and he's running through the shot with his baby. And I'm, like, kissing Casey, and I'm, like, oh, my God, dude. Like, you're in the shot. You run... Like... Do you think you're just invisible? <laughs> like, how, mark, low, how low do I have to go to Yeah, I office? mean, at the same time, we were in a public space, and you know it's not like yeah. he asked. I get why he was just trying to get out of there, but like <laughs> it was really... i will definitely be a blooper reel. This guy just running across the screen with his baby. Never mind. I, I don't know
2: if you guys have... It was like a, a vine or something like that, it, and it was like this family that was like posing on a ski slope. Yeah. You know, the guy's like filming, yeah. and this in a split second, a guy just zooms by in a giraffe outfit, and he goes, I'm a giraffe! That's like just... In and out of frame like that. Just, I'm, a I'm like, that's that's what I imagine it
0: was. It's like, yeah. I got a baby. You know. Just. Yeah, it kind of it was that. Yeah, he was gunning it. He was definitely a fit dad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dad bod, but yeah. in a good way. Yeah, right. definitely. Hot dad. Like, dad bod goals yeah dad bod like yeah definitely dad bod goals dad I was I I think I missed a train on this but you know when Eminem came out with Rap God yeah I always thought you know Weird Al or maybe even myself should make a parody dad bod damn it that would have been fun yeah I think that would have had some virility to it could have went viral but didn't make it man we missed the boat guys you could do it
1: I don't think we missed it
0: but we could still do that I don't know we could still make that happen yeah I don't know, Eminem's new album was pretty bad and getting trashed and obscure, I think. <laughs> was it really? I didn't... Oh, I didn't, uh, yeah. I didn't not like Not the one it. that Rap guy was off. No, Rap Got was, no, new, rap got was or- good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like Revival. It was okay. very
1: bad. Oh, that's too bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever. They you all <laughs> they all can't be winners. No, they can't all be fucking yeah. gems, you know? I just think people are like, they feel this urge to... Um, it goes back to art, like art versus entertainment or yeah. whatever, but like... They, this you know, there's stuff going on in the country, and uh, you know, Trump sucks, and people want to, you know, do something to protest that. And then I don't think some people realize. Granted, it's on every artist to have their own agency and to make and do what they want. So if you're inspired to do that, go, by all means, go ahead. Yeah. But like at the same time, we also need an escape from that kind of stuff too. Like you know, not every person can be like having us confront these things. In my opinion, you know, I think that's why like I don't know, Jimmy Fallon gets criticized, but I also like because he doesn't do any of that. But I'm like. Thank God, though, like someone on late night is just like letting us have fun and doing weird karaoke bits. and like pure goofiness. Yeah, and I don't necessarily like all of it, but I appreciate that, you know, because I think there's less and less of that. I like that point because I
2: just, and Justin and I have talked about this numerous times, but, you know, you just get in this sort of mindset where I'm under the impression that I have to fight all day every day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like there's definitely some stuff that. Battles that need to be fought and there's definitely some hills that you know, I'd be prepared to die on and there's other shit Where I'm like dude, I can't fight over this and not only that there's not a goddamn thing I can do There's nothing I can do about these guys. that are gonna be fucking drilling into the ground ruining salmon fisheries Yeah, you know, and salmon gra- like I think it fucking sucks. Yeah, I think right. it fucking sucks that the Bundy family got off scot-free for basically assembling their own militia and, you know, arming themselves and against the government because the government, you know, you know fucked up everything. They got off scot-free, which just emboldened their cause and stuff like that. But what the fuck am I going to do? I know that's a defeatist attitude, yeah. but I was like, I can't fight every battle. And the internet almost puts it to a point where you're exposed, overexposed. Yeah, to everything totally. Where you're just like, at some point, you're just like, dude, I need a Jimmy Fallon moment.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
2: You know, or I need to listen to something silly. I, but at the same time, people like, you don't care about what's going on right now. This is not a time to be silly. This is a time
0: to pick up arms and fight. just so, always, I always think of this because people actually say this now. Um, but, uh, granted, I understand why people feel and or it's not a great time. But like. There's a moment in Portlandia. Do you ever watch that show? I haven't, I've seen clips, but I haven't I watched it. I don't watch either.
1: it nearly enough. <laughs> I, I
0: went through like a, sp- a spurt where I would watch it all the time. Yeah. And then I, I fell off again, but it, I need to get back. It's, it's the
1: final season now, right? I
0: don't, I'm not quite sure. I haven't okay. watched it that recently, but um, it's like, I do think it's like a 50 50 split between some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen, some of the weirdest stuff I just haven't yeah, at like sure. all. But there's a really, there's a, there's, this has also been criticized as well, but they have an ongoing sketch that's two women at a, it's called Women and Women First. They're yes. like these weird feminist bookshop. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fred Armisen and then um, yeah cause he's in like drag so he gets yeah. criticized for that but anyway they're um, god I'm blanking her name and she's Carrie Bronson Carrie Br- yeah, she's hysterical I, and, yeah. um, she has a line where she's talking to Steve Buscemi and she says cause they're talking about random like social issues that are going on she goes if you're not outraged you're not paying attention <laughs> and like that was like really funny and satirical and now I see that actual message six years later from yeah. that being like people being like I don't know, it is it is really exhausting, and I think I'm someone who, like, I'm shaping my perspective, and I'm growing up, um, becoming an adult, and I'm like, I want to have, you know, I don't want to ignore all this stuff, and I want to feel like I'm not empowered to make change, but I, I think I'm someone who wants to make more stuff that feels a little more escapy or, like, has you confront more, like, um, emotions, or, like, feelings, <coughs> or memories, or things like that, rather than, like... Um, contemporary current events. I also think my voice isn't necessarily someone, you know, you'd want to hear that from. Like, you know, I don't think, I think I have an interesting perspective because I'm obviously biased, I'm, you know, but like um, I think where I draw creative inspiration isn't from that kind of stuff. That's
1: that's, interesting. that's very interesting you bring that up because I've been thinking a lot about that too, of like when, you know, because like, you go through creative as, as someone who creates stuff, who creates art, um, <laughs> You artist. You go through those, those spurts or those pushes where like you're like, I need to just dump out a shitload of stuff and then I go through where you'll back off a little bit and you'll you'll kind of recoup and regenerate then you dump out a whole nother stuff and so I'm thinking about like the next wave of stuff to create and I had that thought of do you do you go political and like topical and things like that or because I feel like everyone's doing that and I, I had not considered going the other route of just escapism of like hey just take your mind off shit for a while feel good because we all kind of just need to feel good for a minute. Like that's a very interesting way to approach that. Totally. Yeah. I
0: think it's really important. And I think that's why fantasy literature is timeless. Oh, 100%. like percent. Yeah. Like, like, the lord of the rings and harry potter and possibly game of thrones will never really be irrelevant i think because yeah. they exist outside like time and space and those constraints and there's certain conceits and there's certain you know metaphors that are applicable to you know what's going on in the country potentially but yeah. like at the same time like they're they exist on their own you know timeline so right. like i don't know that's doing something like that or like just anything that's kind of can ex- like, I tried to make it a point, too, like, when I was making Ghosted to, like, um, it's topical in the sense, like, online dating, and Ghosted's, like, a popular term people use, but the story in itself, I think, is pretty, like, it's relevant, but it's pretty much, like, kind of, I, I would like to think a little bit more universal, where it's, like, you know, mm-hmm. a bit something, a tragedy happens, and you're trying to, like, pick up the pieces a little yeah, bit, absolutely. and, like, um, I didn't really want it to be, like, very, like, uh, witty, being, like, oh, like, look at, this is the... App of the day. This is the feeling of the day. Like the swipe right, swipe left. You know what I mean? Like having this kind of futuristic. I kind of wanted to have like elements of that, mostly like in points of dialogue, but right. like more like kind of a, a classic sort of. Does that make sense? Like, no, yeah. it
1: absolutely does. Because you could. I, I showed. Uh, there's a guy that we have on here. Uh, we have had on here before. Uh, a and he's he's 60. And I told him about. You know, we were having you on, and he's he listened to the podcast a lot. <clears throat> and I told him the uh, the concept of the movie. And he immediately related it back to, um, oh, yeah, when we used to go out and we would give fake numbers or get fake numbers and you would never (laughs) hear from the person again. And, like, he he was instantly able to make, you know, three decades separated, he was instantly able to make a connection to what – he knew as a kid, you know, and growing Not up. Sure. So that's awesome. I think I, I do think it holds a timeless element to it, you know. Yeah. Well thanks.
2: And, well there's a reason why Shakespeare stories still are relevant today. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why you can take them and transplant a lot of those stories into a modern day setting and it works. Right. Because a lot of the stuff that's based around is emotion. You know, the idea of star-crossed lovers or, you know, the idea of, you know...
1: Socialism.
2: Socialism, you know, power. You know, how does power corrupt? Yeah. And things like that. I mean, there's very universal things that are easily, you know, transcribed. And I I like the idea because, I mean, I take it from a comedy, you know, perspective. Like, you know, I remember when I was in conservatory and, you know, one day we had to do blackout stuff and, you know, it's like all these people were doing for blackout sketches, it was about Flint, Michigan and the water. Oh, yeah. You know, I was like... I look back and I'm like, ah, that's, doesn't, that's not going to play long term. Yeah, you know? it's a shelf life. It is. And same thing like when uh, I was in a writing six show at Second City and uh, I was playing uh, Zeus, oh, yeah. which I love. <laughs> and uh, the writer for that, he, he had an idea for a couple of things, how he wanted to basically put a button on the end of the, And one of them was basically referring to uh, the Greek uh, economy. And how it was tanking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, I don't think that. Let's go with the fact that Zeus was a rapist. I think that's more. Oh, jeez. Because Zeus was a terrible. <laughs> I didn't know that about Zeus. Oh, Zeus was awful. I mean, Zeus is yeah. known for you know basically shape shifting into different things, kids everywhere, basically like seducing women, and he was horrible. Just oh, okay, terrible, terrible god. But didn't I was just that. like, yeah, he was awful. So uh, I was like, we should stick with that more so than like, hey, their economy's crappy right yeah. now. I was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> By the time this goes like up in like a few weeks, that's not going to be in the headlines. Yeah, right, totally. So <laughs> I, I take it the same thing. Like, not to say that we can't, we shouldn't be focused on what's going on right now. But if you make art based on that, it's one hundred percent going to have a shelf life.
0: Uh, yeah, and I mean, like my it, my whole thing is like whatever you want to do is what you want to do. Sure, I just right. don't think you know you shouldn't feel bad if you want to do something different. Agree. Like, I think you're, that's you're hitting it right there. Yeah, and um,
1: I think it's it's so easy for people to be made to feel bad if you're not if you're not making a stand on something. Then yeah, you're not you're not you're not creating something true or valid or or you know up well, to date. Yeah, or, yeah, there's
0: the whole idea, you know, like the three of us, like you know, we're we are privileged people, like what, for a variety of reasons. Some reasons maybe we don't disagree with or can't fully comprehend. So some people have this idea that if you hold that status and position in society, you have an obligation to people to you know try to bring like shed light on inequities or just injustices. Mm-hmm. And I understand that perspective, but um, I just think. I'm not I couldn't make something necessarily that feels authentic or I'm inspired to do because that's not where my interests lie. Right. And like I like that's my whole perspective. And like, you know, like I'm not saying that what they're saying is invalid. I just I just have I'm drawn to tell other stories. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And not
2: to be the dead horse, but I'm gonna do it. Whack whack. Um the idea of, you know, where do your strengths lie? Your strengths lie in telling stories in your voice and your what you're interested in. If we were to tell you all right, Matt. Your next movie—it has to be told. You have to cover this topic, and it's gotta be about <laughs> this. Your heart's probably not gonna be in it. No, you're gonna be like, "I'll get it done," but mm, yeah, you know what I mean? Be like, it's almost like being in a job you don't like. Wouldn't you know? know, a thing about that. You know, yeah, a job me, you don't like, <laughs> where you know it's like you—you you, you were there because you gotta pay the bills, <clears> but it may not play to your strengths, or maybe it may feel like it's stunting you. You're there, but. Are you giving it your all? Probably not.
0: No, and I think it's like, you know, and we only have so much time and, you know, you and, like, we all have to work and there's so many things that need to be juggled that, like, the stuff you're working on, not only do you hope maybe the product has an escape for other people watching it, but the process itself is an escape for you, like you know? And, like, that whole thing, like, um, you know, like getting to work on something, like, it took from... I wrote ghosted in September, 2016 and I released it December 7th, 2017. That's really impressive. Nice. turnaround (laughs) time. Thanks. Uh, point being though, is like I worked on it for a whole year and like there was the fear of like, is this going to be relevant or does anyone, you know, what does anyone care about? will care about this. And, um, you know, like I, but the, but I remember being like, I still, Still do like you know what i mean yeah, i right. still care about this and i'm still interested in the work of it and like granted i'm really excited for people to see it and i want people to be impressed and all that stuff and you know still care what people think you know to, to a certain extent but like um you know, doing it like i found that i cared and like you know like that i think if you want to make stuff you have to be the one that like gives it value 100 percent. yeah like you have to be behind anything
2: that you do which is why we do this podcast mm-hmm. when we first started i was like really nervous i was like dude Who's going to listen? <laughs> and then Justin was like, hey, let's do improv classes. And I was like, okay. And then that changed my perspective where I was like, fuck them. We'll do yeah. whatever we want to do. Right. I was like, I don't give a shit. Totally. Okay. It, like, this is 100% for us. Once a week, we get to hang out. Yeah. We can hang out with cool people, and we get to talk about shit, and we have fun doing it. That's awesome. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. I, I've learned so much from that is just like what, if, especially when it comes to creating art, because we can be our own worst enemy. It's true. I've known too many people where I'm like, god damn it. You're fucking talented. You have an awesome idea. Just do it, and they're just like, eh. and I'm like, I know it's a lot of work. I'm the worst. I'm the yeah. worst
0: of that. I'm like, I have an idea, and it just sits there. I don't do anything with it. I'm like, Puh. no, it goes. I do that too. I mean, I went through a phase of that for sure. Where yeah. I was, and then, yeah, it's. But at like, at what point are you just gonna say, fuck it? Like, I, like right, you get, know, get out of your own yeah, way. Yeah, and,
2: and you know what? And that's the thing too. Is like, and, and feel it's it's boy, vulnerability. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how vulnerable are you to be like, hey? I put my heart and soul into this for a year. Totally, I hope you like it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was yeah. You know,
0: I, totally, hundred percent. Like I was a mess before the premiere. Like, and I mean, I think I did in a. I definitely made things a little weird and awkward at times which, <laughs> well, in the lead up to it. Uh, but point being though, because well, the thing is, I you know do stand up and improv, so I'm I'm really used to like okay, I have this weird jittery feeling. Uh, I you know, but I have but I have to shelf it and go do something. And this I already had made this thing. And there was nothing to distract my mind from it. So I was just like, oh my God, okay, people are here. And now like I'm dressed up and like, they're <laughs> and, like you know, I just, I just kept having this running stream of consciousness yeah. about it. And then it was really nerve. I felt very, very vulnerable. And I was like, but that is the place where like, you know, growth happens and really, sure. really cool shit can happen. And then it wasn't till where I had their premiere and then, um, after we' hung out with people and got drinks in the lobby of the theater and then we a couple of us all went to Cheesy's and then as I was walking home from Cheesy's it all started to hit me I'm like oh my god like <laughs> I just made this thing and it was received really well yeah. and like I feel like I earned respect from peers I admired and like I more than anything like I did something for myself that I really wanted That's and so awesome. it was truly like a euphoric feeling
2: so if there was someone sitting with us right now who was just like Matt I don't know man I, I really want to do this thing. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how I want to do it. What advice would you give them? Oh. um, Or anyone out there that's listening, that's struggling right now. Like, they have something they want to get
0: out, but they're afraid of the vulnerability. They're afraid of the work. What would you tell them? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of – I mean, there's a million reasons why you, like, don't do something. You know, sure. You can think of a million – I don't know. I think it's really important, though, in general to, like, remember how things that you – the things that you like, how they make you feel like every now and again, something will slap me in the face and I'm like, Oh my God, like, this is why I do this. Stuff. Like for, this is an example. Um, there's a couple of things that recently have really made me kind of well up and be like, did either of you watch black thoughts, freestyle on hot 97 that went viral the other week? No.
1: Oh, did I, I can't remember if I watched that. I, I that's so sad. I
0: consumed too much. It's all good. It's the yeah. uh, uh, Black Thought Tariq Trotter from the roots the house band for Jimmy Fallon.
1: No, I saw a clip that told yeah. played that's yeah. what it was. I okay. didn't see the whole thing. The whole yet. thing
0: is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, I listened to the whole thing start to finish. I think I've probably listened to it maybe 60 or 70 times now, which is insane. But it's so good and like it's autobiographical and the actual rhyme scheme and cadence is insane and the allusions he make he makes and I was just like instantly then I was like I need to record something. Like I absolutely need to, yes. play, you know what I mean? And then um, wow, yeah. And then uh, recently, one of my favorite movies is The Life of Aquatic by Steve. Okay, it was Steve Um, and I was rereading the screenplay, and it, I have screenplays on my phone. I read them usually every day on the train. And I was rereading it kind of for old time's sake, and I was like, ah, "This is I love this movie." Like you know. And then I was thinking about the script I'm writing right now with Casey, and I'm like, I can't wait to see Casey on Sunday because then we can write together. And like I don't know, like you have to I think in a weird way like get out of your own ego and be like okay. I really, really like this. Why do I like this stuff? I really like it. Let yourself just enjoy those things. And that will naturally, you know, if you're really meant to be doing or making something, like, you will then do it. Like, you know? It's funny you mentioned that thing about music because this just happened to me, I think, last week
2: where I... Was doing a bunch of kind of mindless stuff at work. I was like, ah, I I'm just gonna pull up a bunch of random YouTube videos yeah. that look interesting, b- music videos based on my interests. I'm like, I'll just see what they sound like. So I had like twelve open. I found a couple new bands where I was like, Oh wow, I cool. It's a new band. I like them now. And I found this one called Sorority Noise. Yeah, and they <laughs> That's have this a good title. Uh, it's good name, amazing. And they have a song called No Halo, and the video, the lyrics, and the music like. Brought me to a standstill, like during the day, like it just shut me down. Where I was like, "Whoa, like this is amazing." Like this is amazing. Like I mean, it was like I got to share this with whoever (laughs) gives a shit, and I'm like, that's not that many people. But I was (laughs) like, check this out, because it affected me, yeah, big time. And like I, I I went and found the lyrics. I was like, Jesus Christ, like this is some heavy shit. Like it's like quick two minutes and like 45 seconds. So when it's over, I'm like, I want to listen to this again and again, again. Like it left me wanting more, and I felt so just like moved by it i was like i want to take this song and i want to do uh i was like i want to remove all the instrumentals and i just want to have the vocals and i want to do strings yeah, I want to put strings to this, and so I'm like looking. I'm like, how do you separate vocals from a song? <laughs> I, so I was like, I got, I got to make this. Like, yeah. I have to do this because in my mind, it's there. Yeah. I was like I got to do this. Like, this would be so beautiful and amazing, and it's so perfect. And then I was sitting there going, you know, this song isn't that complicated, and the music's not that complicated. I could, write, I haven't written music in forever. Yeah, I was like, I could do this again. I got on my guitar the other day to play it for my daughter because she seems interested in music, and I definitely want to like foster that. Yeah. So as I was playing the guitar, I'm like, hey, this feels good haven't done this in a while. And I'm just like, ah, the inspiration is coming back. And it was such a beautiful thing to just be like, oh, to have that and to hold on to that. And again, the video, I recommend it to anyone, Sorority Noise, No Halo. Find it on YouTube. It's very amazing. I love it. It's so cool. And it's just one of those things, that moment where you're like, whoa. It stops you in your tracks and you feel inspired and you're like, I need to do something.
0: Yeah. Like right now. 100% Like, I don't know what percent And the thing about that though Is you can't That's organic You can't like fake that at all But yeah. I think there's something It's very um, Few people I think there's I think some people To a certain extent they, they, They're they You know Put into the universe And they're like I want to make stuff right But by and large Most of us There's something we see Or hear or feel From a piece of art Or movie Or piece of music Or whatever That it's like Oh my I want to do that You know what I mean So it's like Whenever you're, I feel like you're lost And you're feeling you're rotten, You can't make stuff Just go back and enjoy stuff you like And then Start thinking in your head, start walking as if you're going to do stuff and like kind of create a consciousness around that and like if you want to make a movie, you know, you should probably watch a lot of movies, you should probably read scripts, you should probably understand like conventions of certain genres that you like watching and then from there like and then more than anything, if you can just think of a protagonist's name uh, and... Like this character's name is Fleming McGurdy, you know what I mean? Like that, and that just getting a character down that starts writing itself, and right. like you know, and then you filter with your own experiences, and then um, things of that nature. And if you can find somebody to collaborate with, that's always great too, and keeps the energy. So I don't know; those are that would be my advice to people who um, nice. are maybe struggling. I like that. Beautiful. That's excellent.
1: Yeah, I would. I, I would throw one other thing in there if you're if you're trying to figure out, you know, like how to where to start and how to, uh, you know, basically. Like Let's say you have two characters, right? And you're like, what what, what do these two characters mean to each other? What do they do? There's always one place that I go.
3: A throwdown! It's the throwdown! I <laughs> 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 forgot about that. So Welcome. this Welcome week's back. throwdown,
1: uh, and a couple things that I wrote down throughout the episode, but I think I'm going to go with, uh, you had brought up uh, Ghosted 2. Oh, yeah. And so I I think I'd like to go with Patrick Swayze from Ghost.
2: Versus Bruce Willis from The Sixth Sense. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Ooh, well, we learn that from the movie Ghost that the ghosts have some sort of like powers. Yeah. Whereas um, Bruce Willis from The Sixth Sense
0: just kind of exists, and he doesn't see other ghosts, does he? He can. But he that's can? why. That's how he sees the other ghosts. Is because he's also a ghost. But what are the ghosts? Does he see? He sees. Uh, he sees all of them that, that the kids see. Wait a minute, that's a good question. I I can't quite remember. Um, I, I feel like he doesn't see the other ghosts. No, but I think ghosts. I think doesn't it end with him maybe seeing because it's like they see what they want to see. Doesn't doesn't Cole see or say that a go oh, the ghosts see what they want to see. He does his and he then says. he and I guess. That's when he starts to see them, too. Well, I think him. that's
2: when he has the vision that he yeah. actually died. Yeah. And that he's a ghost. I don't know. But I don't see, you don't see him interacting with any other ghosts. while...
1: So a fully realized Bruce Willis ghost.
3: Will, <laughs> fully last, will last a
2: half second before he goes off to purgatory or hell or wherever the hell he's going because he's a terrible human being. Bruce Willis himself. Mm-hmm. He's terrible. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I meant his character. Dreams oh, just got his character's shattered. Terrible. Although I've, I've heard that he is
0: an asshole to work with. So Really? Yeah. I, I never trust when people say celebrities are assholes. Like, the, the, what that does to the mind. You yeah. Know, oh, yeah. I can't, you know. Yeah. I
2: well, know. I I just heard that like he, in, in times, would like come out and be like, nah, that's not the line this character would say. It would be this. And it's like, no, Bruce, Like, I trust your instincts, okay. but this is not. He's like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. John McClane does not sit down when he delivers his lines. He stands up when he delivers his lines. And they're like, Bruce, we blocked this out. And he doesn't wear shoes. He's like, hey, I'll be in my trailer. When you want to rewrite the scene, come get me. Uh I've heard that. I've heard that from a couple of different places. Pe- right. Real, real insiders. People, insiders. You talk so to maybe some people. I talk to some people, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, who cares? Like you said, it's being an actor and shit like
0: that. Who knows? Like, so he's know. a
1: difficult ghost.
0: He could be difficult. I don't uh. know. For me, it's hard to separate the roles from just the actors. Yeah, <laughs> and like they're both like bad at like you know what I mean. It's right. Like Bruce Willis is. Butch in Pulp Fiction and he stabbed someone with a katana.
2: Yeah, but this isn't Pulp Fiction. No, right.
0: This isn't Pulp Fiction Bruce Willis, but that's yeah. instantly where my mind goes. And then Patrick Swayze honestly just thought of him as Dairy and the Outsiders. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the one you go to. I, that's the, I go to like, the first yeah. one I went
0: to is Dalton. For from- Chippendales?
1: <laughs> they could go there too, absolutely. I'm I see Dalton from
0: uh, Roadhouse. Right, there you go. That's right. That's 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 my yeah. Thing. I would say Patrick Swayze from Ghosts would probably kick the shit out of Bruce Willis's. Ghost. Think so?
2: I, I think he will just because you you see him fight with other ghosts in that movie. They yeah. have like some sort of like telekinesis and and powers and not that. Patrick Swayze's world is is even more terrifying in Ghost because like dark spirits, right, will just come up and you've got the you've got the whole another
1: realm to contend with.
2: Yeah, but that's if you're, supposedly you're a bad person and like <sighs> when you are first like just immediately brought Maybe over. as Maybe this a ghost, wasn't the best threat. They down, just guys. grab you and, okay. and, and take you down
0: you know, uh, to the underworld.
1: All right, let me let me rephrase this then. So Patrick Swayze obviously takes that one. Let's yeah. pl- let's pit Patrick Swayze up against Ghost Dad.
0: Ghost
2: Dad. All right, Bill Cosby. Ghost Dad. I'm still gonna go with Patrick Swayze because Ghost Dad is like on a timetable to get back to his body before he like disappears. Beetlejuice. I'm
1: just gonna keep naming <laughs> them and you keep telling me who wins. Does uh, uh, Casper. <laughs> Casper.
0: Casper? Casper the oh, Ghost. Yeah, uh, is he though? He's. I heard he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I heard he's like <laughs> when you want to rewrite the scene, <laughs> I will get out of the toilet that I accidentally <laughs> flushed in. Um, stinky. One his has he had a brother named Stinky and he has another brother named. I don't remember. Uh, I think... I oh, wait, think, what was it? Yeah. I love they
2: said Beetlejuice, because I think Beetlejuice would win, because Beetlejuice is... A creepy motherfucker. He's, he's a, crafty, well, yeah. a crafty lad who's been around for a while, and he knows how to... Not only that, yeah. Patrick Swayze, what he wants is to get back... What that's he true. wants to do more well, than anything... Is Beetlejuice
3: anything, even a ghost? I don't know. He's undead, that's he's for undead, sure. He's undead, yeah. He might be yeah. a
0: demon. I just keep picturing Bruce Willis smoking a cigarette and be like, Beetlejuice... <laughs> <laughs>
3: So Bruce uh, Willis to
0: win. Cards. Bruce Willis summons Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. The only thing I keep going back to as well from
2: Ghost is that Patrick Swayze possesses Whoopi Goldberg to have sex with Demi Moore. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Whoop, I need to rewatch that movie. because when he possesses, so then Bill Cosby's back on the table. <laughs> so when oh, Dude, was that, nice? that was oh wow, that was great. Thank you, Justin. I haven't seen Ghost yet, so I'm happy uh, to not have a comment on this
3: one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because in Ghost. They they can possess
2: people, and Whoopi Goldberg's like, go ahead and do it. And then when he possesses her, it, like it shifts to Patrick Swayze, so it looks like Patrick Swayze and Demi right. Moore kissing, but it's actually Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, okay. And like it, yeah. they're, they're showing it from the
1: perspective of Patrick Swayze, but if you showed it from the perspective of Demi Moore, she's doing Whoopi
2: without special oh. effects. And which you know what? Good on her to be like, wow, it actually is you. I'm gonna kiss you as Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I'm gonna get, and this is gonna be awesome. Like, it's very disturbing. Interesting. It's very, very disturbing. Um, so we're saying
1: Patrick Swayze pretty much beats all other ghosts. He's
0: pretty. He's up there. What I'm are ghosts of other are ghosts there? are there? Well, there's Captain Jack Sparrow. He's a he's, ghost. He's not a ghost. Oh, he's undead. He's, he's is cursed. That well that's true. Yeah, he's yeah. just cursed. He's yeah, in yeah, the he's land of ghost. the dead. Yeah, he's not a ghost. Nearly headless Nick. <laughs>
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, those guys are, are are magic ghosts. They are. So I think um, I would give them an edge in that regard. But do they use magic
0: as ghosts? They mostly use wisdom. That was the most pure, innocent stick. They,
1: they mostly use wisdom. Used, it's true. <laughs> that would be really good for uh,
0: an ASMR. ASMR they, by Nearly Headless Nick, <laughs> <to> Mimsy <laughs> Porpington. Nearly Headless Nick. On Holly's Nearly Death Day. He died on Halloween 1599. <laughs> If anyone can stop me in Harry Potter trivia, buy a candy bar. <laughs> oh um, my God, love it! Um, like gauntlet's been throwing down. Was any, have you seen um, the first season of um, Fuck? What's that show called? I'm blanking on it. It's a it's a show that's I can't Stranger believe. Things. No, not Stranger Things. Ugh, it's Kids a horror show. I can't believe I'm blanking on it. American Horror Story. Yes. No. First season. No. The house is full of ghosts, and so, so any quarter. one of those ghosts, and there's a couple, of, and the ghosts fuck with the residents, like okay, to the point where they can like murder them. So oh, they're pretty hardcore ghosts. Too. That's a hardcore ghost. Yeah. yeah. What about Slimer from Ghostbusters?
1: Oh yeah, Patrick Swayze. <laughs>
0: what about the giant puff man,
2: Patrick Swayze? That's not really a ghost. That's just a manifestation of their doom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you dummy! Sorry. Watch a fucking movie, Matt. Jesus Christ.
1: So I'm basically gonna go with Patrick Swayze kills all other ghosts. I feel like that's where we're leading to. It's it's so far so good.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. All right. That's Patrick Swayze for the win, boys. Yeah. Patrick Swayze for the win. Although my favorite part was just uh, Nearly Headless Nick would use wisdom. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he so, would. Patrick so, Swayze for
1: the win, unless he's up against Nearly Headless Nick, in he will, which case he's decimated. Yeah.
0: Because yeah, he will use wisdom. He will use wisdom. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, true. Absolutely. It's true. Fantastic. <laughs> He'll use wisdom to foster a generation of Hogwarts students. <laughs> <laughs> Get them through the toughest of
2: times. <laughs> it's true. That's amazing. Using his themes from past, which resonate
0: today, with the, with the, with the kids. It's true because fantasy is timeless. <laughs> we're pulling it all back together, ladies. As yeah. we're dropping truth bombs. Did you guys on see, you. Uh, you, Did you guys see? Um, nearly hit a snake on carpool karaoke the other night. Uh, no, it's a joke. It didn't land.
3: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I was that? trying
0: to just bring it more back because we were talking about Jimmy Fallon is yes. kind of in a similar way, but that's James Corden, so great. it doesn't make sense at all. So. Who I love. I love James Corden. I apologize Corden. for he's, all of he's
2: this. A, he's, a, he's a dream.
0: Yeah. Uh, Matt, thank you so much oh, thanks for, for coming back. Me. God, yeah. it's always
2: a pleasure talking with you. No, oh, I really uh, enjoy it. You're a fun dude. You're intelligent and, you know, congratulations on your film. Thanks. Um, is there any place people can see your film or find your film that you um, feel comfortable getting yeah.
0: out? Yeah, so, well, it's kind of interesting because I'm actually, I sent it to a distribution company along the pitch and they got back to me, so I think it's actually going to go to Amazon Prime and iTunes. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's not confirmed, so knock on wood, it's really really to say it in any public way. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of slowly curbing people from like the private Vimeo link. Sure. Um, so, you know, if you get, if anyone messages you and says, hey, I listened to this episode and I really want to listen, watch the movie, we will put them in contact with you. Uh, no, you can just give them the, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can, well, you can if you'd like to, but sure. um, you can just give them the link and whatever. But okay. like, like, I do think. And by the spring of 2018, it'll be on Amazon Prime and iTunes, which is really cool. Um, that's awesome, That dude. is amazing. Thanks. Um, yeah, so there, that's kind of that. Fantastic. Uh,
2: so, yeah, guys, keep an eye out for that ghosted, directed, acted, edited, produced by... The mighty Mac ba- Mac. Matt Baker. almost had it all together. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to promote with your improv team or anything like that? Uh, let
0: me think. Maybe just self-indulgently. Yeah. Um, well, I actually do think I'm going to make another rap album. Yay! Nice. I, I uh, wrote an album, three songs, called Wintry Mix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I have a new rap name, Austin Translation. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Uh, I love it. I do think I'm going to record that next month. Uh I'm slowly dipping my toes back into doing stand-up. It's been uh, been out of the game for a little bit, making the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a weekly show with MM&M. We do have a show at, like, the um, Corn Servatory in, like, two oh, weeks. sure. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, and then uh, I'm, I'm hoping to actually film me and Emily and Mike are actually in the talks of writing and producing a – a tv pilot this summer great um and then i'm also working on a feature length script with casey from ghosted and that's called hannah beth christopher and it's like kind of it's like that i'm actually really i think that if um that ends up being a thing i think it could be like really really good because we had a we had a hung out last weekend and we're writing and we hit a point in the script or i'm just like i am real i really really like it Nice, that dude oh it's exciting
2: awesome. Uh, congratulations on everything That well, you have going you. on uh, It's very inspiring To see you out there working I'm very happy I think people are going to be excited Whatever Whether it's stand-up Or improv Or rap Or whatever <laughs> you put out I think people are going to be Very uh, inspired by that So thank you for everything That you do Thanks Doug That means you're, a lot You're a good dude Justin what the fuck Do you got going on uh, I would just say Guys Go Pull up the,
1: the guide On your television Find TBS And just see what's playing <laughs> Just Check it out! They got some good shit coming up. Guess what? Up.
2: If you have an app to be there's also a TBS app that you can use to no, see everything that. that's playing for the week uh, with the reruns with Seinfeld, just with Big Bang Theory. Support the cable, right, guys? Support your local cable support company. Support your
1: local. You you're all, you all have a zone that you're in. Support that zone, that cable zone. There I forgot go.
0: Seinfeld was on TBS. It's another <laughs> pro TBS. Telling you, man. Right? I'm
1: telling you, it's a magic channel.
2: Uh, I just recently uh, found out that one of my favorite anime of all time is back on Netflix. It's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, they originally only had four seasons out of five, so you got to watch to like this very awesome moment, and then it was like, nah, we don't we don't have rights to the fifth season. I was like, fuck. So uh, I actually did a dark thing and I found it somewhere on the net to the watch it. Web. You
1: fucking pirated it.
2: I didn't
0: pirate it. Wow, what do you wa- call it, there, Doug? I watched it illegally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't I feel like I pir- you- well, pirating it, I feel like is downloading it. You that's what at? I felt. Yeah, that's I think the difference.
1: I went to. Oh, really? Now we're making the. Dis- now that you're, you dipped your toe into the sin bin. Yeah. We're we're distinguishing between and pirating this- and fucking. <laughs> well,
0: you said sin bin, which kind of like sin bad, which is a pirate. I actually, I did it so, through. I, I think like it this. was
2: Crunchyroll. <laughs> I think I did it through Crunchyroll, which I don't think is illegal. Crunchyroll. Yeah, I think that was
0: because it had ads and stuff that played before. Is that one of those weird loopholes where it's like MP- when you convert an MP3? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's like if you promise not to use this for any nefarious purposes, you can convert it over. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it. They had ads before it, so I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I Probably mean, nothing. It good. also
0: could mean it's just double illegal, and then they're <laughs> also <laughs> someone is also profiting <laughs> off of yeah. whatever. Great, Regardless,
2: great job, Doug. I had to go and seek out this fifth season, and it's um, it's it's a, it's one of my favorite animes because what I love about anime that's really good is it takes a story in a unique perspective, and usually in a unique setting, and it can really make you feel. And I highly recommend it. I'm going to put it on your homework list. Yeah, we'll Take see. your time. It's five seasons. Um, but it's amazing. It's basically about people. I'm not going to describe it because I'm going to lose people. I know I will. Yep. Check it out. No, <laughs> you're yeah, losing me fast. Real quick, real quick. I think you should describe it in an ASMR. So <laughs> the Elric brothers lose their mother at a young age. And using alchemy, they try to transmute her back to life. But unfortunately, there's one thing you can't do as an alchemist. And that is transmute human life.
0: I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) there you have it. On (laughs) that note. On that
2: note, guys, you can find MindGap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're on Twitter at MindGapPodcast. And Justin exists in zeros and ones.
1: You can uh, go to com and there's stuff there. That's it. Uh, just, uh, Justin underscore Michael on Twitter and Instagram. It's spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, and now on Spotify, Woo! where you can review us and subscribe to us and give us all the feels by doing those things. And we very much appreciate it. Just take a second. That's all we ask from you. TweeStathe.com slash mind and two.com slash the best bar podcast ever. and I should be back next week with a brand new episode after our three-week hiatus.
2: Yeah, Matt, thank you again for being here. Well, thanks again it's for Always having a pleasure. Me. And all you guys out there, just remember, ASMR, it's the best way to get off. <laughs> mind Gap Podcast.